And now, on with the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. Here we are. It's time once again for another episode of Weekend Watch, a production of Green Mushroom Media. I am your host, Spencer, sitting here with David. Hi. And Jonathan this week. Hey, everyone. Uh, Jonathan is going to be hopefully sitting in for the next uh, every so often because Keith is having some scheduling issues due to uh, having a child. I can't imagine that's very easy. So Jonathan is graciously stepping in for us, joining us to talk about our favorite things to watch this weekend on your favorite streaming services. Uh, We don't really have a theme this week, guys, but we got a a lot of good stuff to talk about. How's everyone feeling about it? Uh, Well, I'm awake. This is a a strange recording time for us, so I'm a little bit less enthused about the, the position of the sun in the sky right now. I mean, I get that. It is 8 a.m. On a, on a Thursday, but we're making it work. This is all Keith's fault, David. Keep that in mind. He chose to procreate. <laughs> Fucking breeders, am I right? I know. I know. Yeah, you're sitting there with the, with the resigned look on your face, knowing that you've done it twice already. I have a food poisoning hangover. Fair enough. That's also not great. That's what you get for procreating. Take that. <laughs> food poisoning? Yeah. All right. It's all connected. All right. If you weren't so tired from raising multiple children, you might have noticed the mold on that cheese you ate. I, I mean, probably. Although there's feel, nothing, there's nothing to indicate that that's what did it. I feel like there's a chance of contracting some sort of poisoning or other virulent bacteria with just like being in the vicinity of a child less than eight years old. Well, considering my son gets to start uh, school next week. Uh, I just assume I'm going to get sick every, uh, like at, at least once a month, if not more. Yeah, but only for like, like a year and then your immune system will be like Superman. It doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's better than nothing. I suppose it's better than just forever. All right. We're not here to talk about kids. We're here to talk about movies. Uh, let's jump right in. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you lead off this week? Okay. All right. Just th- thrusting me into it. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Right. get you back in the groove. I don't give you any sort of heads up. <clears throat> yeah, I, I appreciate all of this because I'm uh, I like you. I'm a super seasoned podcaster and just can jump right into things. Um, Doing right, this so. for two and a half years, and I still don't. I still just lose trains of thought, run out of things to say. You are you are seasoned. You're real. I don't know, Joe Rogan. Sure, I did. I didn't want to say it because it felt like an insult. It does feel like an insult. It feels like a real big insult. He, He's the first podcaster that came to mind, which is not great. Anyway, so my pick this week uh, is This Fool on Hulu. Um, so This Fool is... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm unprepared because, again, thrust into it. Uh, this Fool is about Julio Lopez, who has a heart of gold and goes out of his way to help everyone but himself. Uh, Julio attempts to better his community, overcome his codependency issues with his family, and navigate working class life in South Central. And that tells you nothing about the show, really. Um, so essentially, this is Julio is uh, a he, he's a guy who runs a um, like rehabilitation program for uh, for people who are just out of prison um, called Hugs Not Thugs and. Um, his cousin, 
gets released from prison. Um, he gets him in the program. Cousin starts living with him. And uh, funny stuff happens, basically. You get a lot of hijinks. You get some, you get some hijinks, some skylarkings, uh, a little bit shenanigans. of shenanigans. Definitely shenanigans. Um, uh, and, and it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a, uh, I think a funny look at, um, kind of the life of a, um, a Mexican family in South Central. And, and I think a good, uh, and I, are we going to get, are we woke on this podcast? Yeah, are man, we we're go, woke. Are we woke? Sure. Why not? Okay. Well, I just think it's it's good to see uh, to see stories from people that aren't just three white guys like us. I mean, that's fair. I also like that it's not your stereotypical uh, gang member story. Yeah, yeah. He, he the uh, Julio's just like he's a nerd in, in the hood. He's nerdy, and Luis is also kind of like he's fake hard and um, stuck in 1997. Which is the best part of it, because um, the endless Austin Powers references never get old to me. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's just I thought it was a a nice like a fun ten episode, uh, you know, twenty five minute comedy. Yeah, I feel like they were going for a very like Latino version of Friday in show form. That, that was that was kind of the vibes I was getting after uh, just watching the trailers. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch any of this this week but it looks is julio craig yeah basically okay does that i don't know i'm not trying to assign characters to characters i'm just saying that's the vibe i got okay all right you know it's it's a comedy in the hood but it's latin instead of instead of black okay and it's really fucking great it's it is uh Mm -hmm. the the characters are hilarious uh i don't know everything's well written i just i loved it also luis reminds me of people that even though you know I don't live in South Central, nor have I ever been there. Uh, people that I have run across here. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got all, it. All he's got to do is throw an E or a, like an Ala Verga in there. <laughs> I got a, I got a pretty heavy Burke vibe coming off that the trailers as well. I mean, I feel like East Los Angeles uh, and South Central as well, apparently, is basically uh, a sister city to many parts of Albuquerque. I, I could see that. Yeah. There's a lot of kinship there, but uh, yeah, check it out. It, it's, it's really fucking funny. Um, definitely worth a watch. And it's, it's a Hulu original, right? It is, I believe. Yeah. I think it's one of those like Hulu. It's an FX Hulu show, right? But, right, okay. but it's like an FX straight to Hulu, not actually airing on FX show. It's one gotcha. of those weird ones. I like those ones. Yeah. They tend to be even like, uh, dare they even more daring than FX and, uh, that airs on cable. Yes, which is saying a lot. Although this show is not like raunchy per se, like a lot of the other ones, but it does weird. It does have some like weird stuff going. Also, shout out to Michael Imperioli, who I love. Oh man, Michael Imperioli, Sopranos alum, fantastic yeah. in the show. His his uh, Reverend Payne, or is he a Reverend? I think they call him Reverend. I think they call him Reverend. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. The director of the nonprofit that Julio uh, works for is just a great character. He also has lots of Christopher vibes. Yeah. I was getting that a lot too. Basically what stuff. we had, it would, it, 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 he, it's what I think happens if Christopher doesn't get killed at the end of Sopranos uh, and then becomes a minister in LA. Is that head cannon now? Yeah, basically also spoilers. So, you know. 
for oh, for a for a. If you haven't watched this, yeah, I was gonna say when when <laughs> what when did the last season of Sopranos air? Two thousand nine. Six. Oh six. Was it that far back? Oh seven, maybe. I don't know. Well, it's a long time. It's like yeah. fifteen years. If if you haven't watched Sopranos yet, that's on you, David. David have you not watched the Sopranos? I um, have an allergy to anything that's very popular at the time. It's oh, you're a hipster. <laughs> you're a hipster. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I, if that's how you want to phrase it. It took me like six years to watch Breaking Bad. And then I was like, this shit's amazing. <laughs> I was, I had to, it also took me like six years. Have you years. guys heard of this show? But I also, <laughs> it took me six years, but I had the opposite. I was like, what is everybody talking about here? Better, no, better I, call, I knew better it was. Better Call Saul is so much better. I knew it was good and highly popular the whole time. I just didn't watch it. And everyone's been like, have you caught House of the Dragon yet? And I'm like, nope, not gonna. That's fair. I get it's that. Really good, yeah. <laughs> it's really good, though. Yeah. It's really good. I hate to say it. I don't want it to be good because I, I hate how Game of Thrones ended, but it's actually really fucking good. Well, but they're going to do the exact same thing that Game of Thrones did. They're going to have a, uh, a couple of really good seasons, and then the shit's going to fall to fucking pieces. I mean, maybe, because, because, but like... It's not the same showrunners and not the same writers. Like it could be better. It could be way better. It's still the same money grubbing executives at the helm. So I don't have a lot of optimism. Although if we're being fair, those are the same executives were begging the showrunners of Game of Thrones to do like a couple more seasons. And they were all begging Barton to, I don't know, write a book or whatever. <laughs> oh, you mean the, yeah, the man who hasn't right. written, who, whose last book came out before Game of Thrones even pre- premiered? <laughs> well, yeah, and that is the problem, isn't it? Isn't that why that movie or the the last couple of seasons were absolute trash? Was because or last season, I guess, was trash? Was because they were just making shit up at that point? No, it's more so because the, the showrunners didn't want to do it anymore, so they wrapped it up as quick as they could. Well, yes, didn't but <laughs> want to make a shit ton of money hand over fist anymore? Like, oh, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah, once you have enough, you can do that. Apparently, fuckers. <laughs> All right, let's move how, on. How did we get onto this from this I don't fool? know. From this fool, it's been a, hey. I don't know. It's early <laughs> in the morning. We just ramble. All right, uh, my pick. My pick this week is the brand new movie currently streaming somewhere. I forget if it's one of the P streamers. Peacock. Peacock. Not Peacock. It's, Peacock. it's on Peacock. And it is the BJ Novak movie Vengeance. Oh, he did direct it. Yeah. And yeah. he wrote it and directed it. Uh, Vengeance is a dark comic thriller about Ben Manalowitz, a journalist and podcaster who travels from New York City to West Texas to investigate the death of a girl he was hooking up with. So I remember seeing the trailer for this back in, God, a few months ago, and I was really worried about this movie, frankly, because it really seemed like it was just going to be another excuse for anyone who doesn't live on the coast to, to bash liberal elites as being out of touch. Like just well, another, oh, look at these silly backwoods Texans. Yeah. And look at the dumb things they believe. But it really wasn't. I was I was pleasantly surprised that the movie had a lot of depth. Um, it does not do the stereotypical, uh, again, rural people bad. I mean, there's a couple um, Texan stereotypes in there, but they're the stereotypes that I think most Texans wouldn't really be upset about. They're right. It, it's, oh, hey, we love water, water burger and bless your heart. Whataburger, yeah. Blood Heart. yeah, it's shit like that that you know has real truth to it, rather than a bunch of inbred hill dwelling exactly. mouth breathers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, honestly, I think the part they'd be most upset about is the fact that it wasn't filmed in Texas; it was filmed here. Oh, it was filmed here. Was it really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it was filmed here. Huh. 
at least large portions of like they they did a lot I mean, of it here. This is close enough to Texas. It's clearly Don't you couldn't tell. Huge. I couldn't tell. Yeah, right. It sure felt like rural Texas to me. Rural New Mexico is like the exact same as as rural Texas. I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, especially eastern New Mexico. Yeah, cool. really, really. Any uh, that's that's you go anywhere outside of like the three cities, and it's if you head south and east, yeah. Also, north and west. Uh, yeah, but the landscape is different. That's fair. The people aren't. People never change. <laughs> it's fair enough. Really uh, like- I, don't know. I just felt like uh, like it, it did a really good job examining the the. It, it, I don't know. It went deeper into examining the the culture, the whys behind certain beliefs, and 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 gave a more nuanced look at at the people that it's portraying. I don't know. It, it's also yeah, funny. Yeah. It's it's dark. Um, you know, there's a mystery to it. It was just, it was really well written. What'd you guys think? I enjoyed it very much. I, like I, like you said, it was, it was thoughtful and, and nuanced. It, it was not what I was expecting. I, I was kind of forming a few theories along the way about the, the, the wrap up to this movie, the, the twist at the end. And it ended up being something I wasn't entirely expecting. Um, no, I, I very much enjoyed this movie. I I like the part. I think w- what sort of um, illustrates where this is supposed to be in Texas the most is what, right at the beginning of the movie when he's describing. He's like, you know where you know where Abilene is, and he's like, is that is that close to Dallas? And he's like, Dallas ain't even Texas. <laughs> just Houston like, is another planet. Yeah, he's just like explaining how these cities in Texas, what what the rest of the country kind of knows as Texas, Texans don't view as Texas. <laughs> like ask ask a rural Texan how they like Austin and just watch their face just corrode. <laughs> you know? I, I am I am a little confused by his directions there though, when he was like Abilene's three hours north of Dallas or three hours from Dallas and we're five hours from Abilene. I'm like, well, why didn't you just kind of directions are those i, th- now I, I think like go to google maps and try to figure out exactly where the fuck they were supposed to be well, but i think it looks he's like also... it's, down, it, it's it's down it's it's southwest like because they show a map it's southwest texas down by like jaw i kind ah. of got the sense that he was that there was more layers to that sentence like there you know how been. removed abilene is from dallas culturally well we're even more removed than that is kind and of I think that I was playing, yeah, playing that kind of double double meaning there for sure. Yeah. I'm sure, but I'm like, you like we're in the kind of place that views Abilene as a big city. <laughs> oh fuck, Ab- Abilene <laughs> is a big city. It is a bustling metropolis. They have, they have three colleges and a Waterburger, at least apparently. two WalMarts, an Air Force base. Spent spent a lot of time at Abilene. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I don't I know. Thought this was I thought it was fun. I, I like this. A lot. Um, it, it's weird to me that it's only billed as a comedy because j- just because it's not like there's not it's not a lot of like actual outright comedy per se. It's more black than anything else. But um, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Yeah, definitely. I did really like the kind of it was almost like an excuse to do a video essay like on the backdrop of this fictional story. And that was pretty cool. Like Ashton Kutcher has a monologue that feels like more like an essay 
uh, at one point, and there are multiple times where, where stuff like that happens. And I don't know, it was I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, so check it out. It's Vengeance. It's currently streaming on Peacock. David, bring us home. All right. My pick this week, I am over the moon in love with. It is Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, uh, sort of companion show to go with the game that came out last year. A year yeah. and a half? It's been a while. A year and a half ago? What Didn't that come um, out pre-pandemic? No, no. No. I want to yeah. say, say it came out in November of 2020. But I could be off. That sounds, I'm going to look it up now because now I can't not look it up. That sounds about right. Anyway, the events of this show take place about December a year before December. the events of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so you, you don't get to see um, V or, or um, damn it, I'm blanking on his, on his buddy's name now. Oh, hell. Dang, it's like right there. The big guy. Yeah, the big guy. I can see his face. In it, like, I just watched the trailer. Anyway. You, you don't get to uh, see any of that story. Uh, this uh, this story is uh, follows David Ramirez and a gang of edge runner cyberpunks that he falls in with after his mom's death. Um, and mostly the the show kind of focuses on um, honestly David's devolution into cyber psychosis. Um, but it's such a damn good show from, from beginning to end. It is, it, it fits the cyberpunk aesthetic perfectly. We get to see a few locations from the game animated and, and, and illustrated in really beautiful ways. Um, the relationships that develop between these characters are, are, are really genuine. Um, it's anime, so there's some fanfare in there. Um, but I, it was it was just very sincere and genuine, and I honestly sobbed at the last episode, dude. I fucking cried so hard. I still um, haven't quite finished it, but so no spoilers. No, but I'm, all, I'm almost there, um, and I am fucking loving it too. It is the the how stylized it is. Um, it's just bloody good fun. Yeah, um, no gory, bloody yeah, the story is is fantastic. God, I love it. I don't even know what else to say. I just love it so much. You said bloody good fun. This is gory as fuck. Gory, gory good fun. Yeah, yeah. This is not for kids. There is a, a couple of of pretty ex- in the first episode. There's a very explicit like shot of a sex BD body <laughs> dance, a, a sex scene. So uh, you know, watch where you're watching this. I happen to have my phone sitting on the break room table when that scene played at work, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> fuck this. Um, but yeah, it's. It is not for kids. It is definitely in the adult realm. Um, yeah. JP, did you get any of this down? No, I got none of it. Um, and, and this is all Spencer's fault. I'm just going to continue to blame Spencer for springing this on me. And the way um, his looks. What, Spencer? You blame me for everything. That's not true. Most things? I, there we go. I didn't blame you for my food poisoning. I feel like you were half a second away from it, though. I mean, I, why didn't you come in and eat all of my food so that I couldn't? this is your fault uh Um, you you should really check the show out yeah i'm like i'm hesitant because i've yet to find a single uh anime show that i actually like it's just a style that doesn't that doesn't uh work for me generally um but i I mean i'll i'll give the first episode a try yeah it's just it's a universe that's ripe for exploration um the ip behind it is I mean, it's been around forever, right? It was a a tabletop RPG oh, yeah. right? since the early '90s. When did when did the original 
cyberpunk pen and paper drop i i want to say 92 uh it's gotta have been something like that uh 1988 88 dang earlier than i was yeah you're right four Uh, years earlier than i was than i was thinking so yeah this the universe has been around so long there's been so much lore built into it just through the rpg um that it's kind of crazy to me that they haven't expanded into more media well, yeah, that was a point that came up for me, Adam Smasher. I I didn't realize that he is a long-running character in this universe. He's he's got storylines from the original pen and paper games, like from the third and fourth corporate wars that we don't even get to begin to experience through the game or the show. Um yeah. the like you said the universe that they have crafted is extremely huge um and we've just seen one city of it yeah like we have the anime now thank god uh there's the video game from cd project red though apparently there was a 2d platformer based on the universe ba- released in 2007 oh. um so that's kind of cool there was a a short-lived miniature game or no will be a miniature game coming up sorry um like a like a warhammer type of thing and uh there was netrunner the card game from the nineties designed by Richard Garfield was also. Yeah. Cyberpunk. I remember that card game. Is that still a thing? It's no, not anymore. I didn't think so. Uh, it got re-released as Android Netrunner and no longer associated with the cyberpunk universe. Mm. Um, so there's just not a lot and it's such a rich lore that I feel like there should be a lot more. I hope we get more shows. I hope we get like more of this universe of, of this show edge runners. Uh, but I also want more of the universe. I want more. Yeah. I want to I want to see uh uh a series exploring the corporate wars and the rivalry between Adam Smasher and then there's another character um Blackmore, I think his last name is. Yeah. Um he's uh, essentially another corporate mercenary, but this one's good and Adam Smasher is just the embodiment of of just like corporate greed and and evil. And so like I was reading about the 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 face-off between these two dudes and it's like man i want to see this and make this into an anime i want to see yeah. this yeah absolutely give me more that's all um so check it out it's it's cyberpunk edge runners it's a netflix original it's fucking fantastic check it out um and that's it that's our recommendations for the week uh so why don't we jump into some news time for news uh, i just posted this let's talk about because Based on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. So that whole part cut out. We just did it. Based on the Amber, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. (laughs) You are roboting out so hard right now. How are we doing? Anybody hear me? I mean, now I can. All right. Now we're good. Just cut the how you doing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So it's news time. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial is being turned into a movie. A trailer has been released and I don't understand why. I didn't even see that was a trailer. Yeah, there's a trailer for it. Oh, man, I need to go watch it. That is very fast. It's too fast, right? Didn't this fucking trial end like three months ago? Yeah, it it like just wrapped up. I'm still watching the analysis videos from it. Was it a month ago? Tubi moves quick. I remember that Saturday Night Live was making fun of it while it was happening. So that's something. So so it was definitely going on in May. I don't know when it ended, but... 
regardless of when, it's still too soon. It's so silly. I don't know why this is happening. I agree. And it is a Tubi original. Apparently that's a thing. Tubi makes their own stuff now. Yeah, we need to explore the, the Tubi cinematic universe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm certain that uh, free service Tubi has some gems in there somewhere. It, it, I, I'm so sad about Michael Jai White. I like him as an actor so much, but he seems only capable of crappy bit parts. Yeah, he doesn't make great choices, and I don't know if he doesn't make great choices because um, he's not offered good choices or because he has a shit manager. Um, yeah, probably a little bit of both, honestly. <laughs> Maybe he's just a really shitty person to work with, so he just keeps getting passed over for stuff. I'm like, the only thing I can think of that I that is good that he's in is uh, Black, Di- uh, Black Dynamite? Fun. Black Dynamite is good as well. I I will give you Black Dynamite, but Spawn is. I always forget that he's. I always forget that. Yeah, but that's not a good movie. (laughs) You were wrong. Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. (laughs) That's a. It's it's a it's an okay adaptation, especially given the 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 fucking ecosystem that it came out in. I I will give you that that for its time, it's a good comic book movie. Is that is that a better way to word that? It's the best comic book movie from that time, from a time that seemed hell hellbound intent on taking good source material and fucking it into the ground. I'll give you that. That's that's as far as I'm. Holy shit! He makes a lot of bad movies. I'm looking through his. <laughs> I'm looking through his filmography now, and it really that really is like the high point. It, it is really depressing. Like it really is. Yeah. It's just that he's not in. He's not even in good movies, let alone good parts. Like he's in. Why did I get married? And the sequel for some reason. Never back down. He's yeah. He's in never back down. He like he, the best movies he's been in are Dark Knight, Black Dynamite, and apparently Spawn. He was in. He was in Dark Knight. What did he do in Dark Knight? Who did he play in Dark Knight? The I character's can't... name is Gamble. Yes. Because I remember seeing him getting really excited. I don't recall that. uh, I just do not understand who's making his choices. But also, dude puts in work. (laughs) He's he's got so many credits. He's a working actor, man. You got to make that cash. Yes, sure, I guess. But occasionally you'd think you'd pick a... You you could... Yeah, you could do better things. (laughs) Like, you know... Michael Michael Caine was a working actor. The, the, he made he made Jaws four, but also good movies. Well, maybe sure. maybe like, if you took better parts, they would pay better, and then you wouldn't have to work as hard. And you wouldn't you be relegated to you wouldn't be relegated to Tubi Originals or SWAT Under Siege. Is that a sequel to this to SWAT with Sam Jackson? Probably not. No, probably not. No, I mean maybe. I don't care enough to click on the link to find out. Well, now you're going to make me do it. He was in a Batman animated movie, Batman Soul of the Dragon. It looks like oh, he, he sure was. Up with Bruce Willis? Dude, Bruce Willis has, has done five minutes Willis. in almost every movie. I, 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 I said He's Bruce also, Willis because he was in my head from earlier. Bruce Lee. This dude is clearly supposed to be Bruce. I don't, for some reason, I said Willis came out when I meant Lee. Ah. He is in I, a movie. I didn't know this existed. And this is why you get cast in poor things, Michael Jai White. 
Uh, you're an undercover brother too. No, I as, didn't know that they made a second one. As as the undercover brother, when awesome. you are a replacement for Eddie Griffin, <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was also in Dragged Across Concrete. That's something. Was he? Yeah. I missed that. Okay, that's a good movie. Anyway, let's let's move on to some other news. <laughs> are we are we done? Are we done bashing Michael J. White? <laughs> yeah, we probably should be right. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. One more, one more, one more. He's in the 1998 uh, Jerry Springer vehicle Ringmaster. God damn it! I remember that movie. Yeah, you do. Okay, carry oh, on, man. Fucking Jerry Springer. All right. Uh, what else, what other news we got here? Uh, for some reason, here's another. Why is this being made? Uh, HBO is adapting scanners into a series. Yeah. I like the full moon. Oh no, no, no. Scanners, the uh, I'm thinking of trancers scanners, the Cronenberg movie. Yeah. The Cronenberg film. Okay. okay. Um, All right. and I just, I don't understand why, because we've had what five, uh, five scanners, no six. There have been six scanners movies. Honestly, uh, I didn't know that there was more than one. <laughs> yeah, so you got you got Scanners, then Scanners 2 and 3, and then there's the spin-off, uh, Scanner Cop. And is there a sequel to Scanner Cop? Yeah, there's a Scanner Cop 2. And then, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay, yeah, it's called Scanners The Showdown, but it is also known as Scanners Cop 2, Scanner Cop 2. And then yeah. there's the, there was supposed to be a remake, but that never happened, that Darren Lynn Bousman was supposed to do. And then I don't know if that got put in development hell and then is dead now because because it was like a Weinstein property. But Cronenberg was also not into it and was like and so Bassman wouldn't do it without his approval or involvement or whatever. I don't and know. Now there there have been three. This is the third attempt to make a scanner series. And apparently this one's going forward at HBO. So I don't get it. I feel like we've 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 touched on the scanners universe plenty. Um, you know, maybe it'll be great, but I just don't understand why we need it. Were any of the ones legit after the first one actually good? Fun, maybe, but good? No, no, not really. I, um, just really insist. Imagine this. I, I really hope it's not going to be good unless they bring back Michael Ironside. Yeah, I'll give you that. (laughs) I'll watch anything Michael Ironside is in. Anything. Um, is he still working? (laughs) I really don't think so. <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's currently so, his Wikipedia page says he's still active. No. Okay. I mean, he's his last acting credit was Yeah, okay. Oh, he's in an I episode of Barry. He was in, no, he was in Nobody. You're right. The, he Bob was. Odenkirk movie. He was in Yeah. There. Yeah. He was in there. Nice. Hmm. Cool. Good for him. You know, Michael still Good yeah. job. Um, 72 years I old. don't remember him being in it, but all right. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. What, what other news do we got here? Uh, let's talk about the trailer for the brand new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Knock at the Cabin. Did you guys see I, this trailer? I've watched it a couple of times. Um, I think it looks good. I think, I think it looks good because Dave Batista, uh, because he's, he just does it a, a fantastic job. We'll see if his acting chops can pull this M Night Shyamalan abortion out of the out of the fucking bin, because Shyamalan doesn't have the greatest track record. Not anymore. No. He's like Not, he makes, you mean what? the man who's made like twenty movies and only two or three of them Let's are say, actually good. 
five, you know, I would say one out of every four of his films are are good. Yeah, that's a uh, high percentage, man. Because honestly, I could think of two. Yeah, I think Spencer's being way too generous, but Spencer's got a very generous. Spencer has a has a lower floor than than most people, I think. No, what are you talking about? He's made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. This will be his fifteenth picture. Uh-huh. Um one, okay. two, and three. And I'd argue he's got two good three good movies. Four. I would say four. Yeah, I'll give no five. I'll give him five movies. Five out of fifteen. Five out of fifteen. One out of every three for you. Okay. Six cents. Unbreakable. Uh huh. Signs. Nope. Split. Yes. The visit. No. You didn't like the visit? No. I thought the visit was good. I I think he's got three good movies. (laughs) Um, And and I think Six Senses is much less successful any time after the first time you watch it. Well, yes, obviously, but it's still a good movie. It's. It's a good movie once, and then it's an okay movie every other time, and that's the problem, I think. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's what where I'm stuck at. Yeah, but I mean, that's what happens when your entire appeal it's is the fact that you put a twist at the end, right? Well, I feel like you can make a um, you can make it m- with more rewatch value, like yeah, it like Unbreakable. Has a, you you still got the twist for Unbreakable, and it's still and it's still a good movie on rewatch. Yeah. So. And I say signs. I say, you said no to signs. I thought signs was really good. Again, the twist is a little silly in in signs, but it, I feel like overall it's a solid movie. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was growing up. Yeah, but how old were you? I don't know. Old enough to appreciate its artistic merit, David. I mean, did or you see it when it came out? Young because- enough to be scared by the shit monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, did you see it when it came out? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. Okay, so you were 14. Uh, 15-ish. 14, 15, something like that. Well, I mean, it came out 2002, right? So Yeah, so 14, 15, depending on when I saw it. Although it came out in August, so... I think where Signs went off the rail the hardest was it's reaching for, like, those metaphysical, the almost, like... Like, the the Christian overtones in that movie just sort of saying, like, this is your destined... Like, there was, like elements of destiny and fate in there. And I don't know. It was like, yeah, it was, it was just too off in the weeds a little bit for me, I think. Fair enough. So here's the thing though, with M night Shyamalan, um, he makes so many bad movies and yet I still find them entertaining simply because of how bad they are. Well, this is the, like, also the problem why, like I find it hard to get, get at all interested in any of his movies is he made the, th- he made three of the four, well, you said five visit. Okay. He yeah. made three of those good movies 20 plus years ago. Yeah. At the beginning of his career. Yeah. yeah. And, um, is, but his, here's the thing is like, I'm still watching them and you know well, why stop. I'm still watching this them? Why because he's still I can't, it's, like, it's like when you're driving down the highway and there's a horrific wreck and you can't help, but slow down and look at it. Spencer is like the catalyst for getting knock at the cabin made M night Shyamalan's just like sitting around. Nobody likes my movies. And then it pings up that Spencer's watching the fucking <laughs> happening again. And he's like that, that, that is the encouragement that I needed to continue with my career. And he goes off like, to make, like, but the happening, after Earth? The, the happening is the most unintentionally funny movie since the room <laughs> it, it is i mean that's it is, true but that's a lot running of, from trees Wahlberg's <laughs> doing a lot of a lot of the lifting there it is all because of Wahlberg. 
Oh man, it is. It's so fucking funny, and he really didn't want it to be funny. And you wonder why I say you have a lower floor than most people. Like, yeah, I go watch old. Just watch old and I see how often it is. It is again ridiculously hilarious without any shred of of Shyamalan having any intention for humor. So, are are you telling me that you think that he's doing this on purpose? No, I'm telling you he's not doing it on purpose, and that's what makes it so funny. That's that's a that's a problem, Spencer. <laughs> I mean, they keep giving him money to make these movies, so I, I, you know I'm gonna watch Knock at the Cabin. It looks atrocious. It looks real bad, and I don't yet even think it looks bad so far. It's just fucking like the trailer doesn't give away much. It's just these like cultists come to kill this this gay family. You know what the right. sad it's thing either is? Cultists or it's either cultists or it's time travelers. Here's here's what's depressing, right? So you uh, look at the critical reception for his movies, right? It's almost always bad, right? Sixth Sense is good, Unbreakable, Signs has a like a seventy five on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Visit has sixty eight, and Split's got seventy eight, right? Uh huh. All so, but he then has like Last Airbender, which is five percent. Uh, After Earth is twelve, Happening is seventeen. His lowest cinema score is for The Happening. Everything else is like B's and and an A. How old is, is it? Fifty percent. Glass is thirty six. I never watched Devil. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it, which is even worse because he's really bad at writing, but he's really not a bad director. No, his direct. That's that's the thing. Like his direction is actually mostly good. Yeah, he actually is a pretty capable director. He just should never. And uh, he's good at big ideas. He's got he what? And that's maybe the thing is like how many of his movies are solely written by him, right? Probably a lot of them, right? Yeah, probably the, the worst ones. Uh, yeah. Last Airbender, written by. Like, how uh, hard would it How hard would it be to happening. just be like, hey, I have this great idea, and now give me a team of writers to actually write the script? And then it, his movies would be much, much better. Uh, almost, so I'm going through, almost every single one of his movies is sole, he has the sole writing credit on. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, and it shows. Uh, that is yeah. the only the only one I've found so far that it doesn't have sole writing credit is After Earth. Yeah, he has a he co wrote that one. And I don't know who Gary Witta is, but that sounds like a made up name. <laughs> is it an anagram for M Night Shyamalan in some sort of made up language that he wrote? I'm actually trying to see if like what is I'm so I'm, I'm looking trying to figure through. out. Oh my goodness. So I was looking through his, like, scrolling down his movie list a little bit, and I came across Praying with Anger. It's a first movie, yeah. I, 1992 independent drama film directed by Shyamalan. It's about a young Indian American's return to India and explores the clash of Western values with those of the Indian subcontinent. Okay, that that makes it sound a little more interesting. I just saw praying with anger and like, I mean, we live in America with oh boy that Christian fundies. So comedy drama. Comedy yeah, I've drama. never seen. I've never. I don't know that that's even available anywhere. I don't know that that was ever ha- had any kind of real release. This one might not even be bad. Yeah. Um, that's so stars him, which may be a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's never received wide. Almost certainly, it's only got 900 reviews on IMDb, yeah, yeah, with a 4.5. Um, well, there you go, yeah, 
He also right. directed a Rosie O'Donnell movie. What is that? <laughs> yeah. And wrote it. Wide Awake. Oh. 1998's Wide Awake. I think that was his first studio movie. Oh, man. This stars Robert Loja. Robert Loja. Uh, all right, we've trashed on M Night long enough. I'm still gonna watch this stupid movie. Go watch Old too because it is it's horrifically bad. We've, but it's we've now lost all of the Shyamalan stands and all of the Michael Jai White stands. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's just what we're doing today. Um, all right, I feel like we've gone on quite long. Anybody want to hit any of this other news? We've 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 delved deep into some stuff here. Um, I don't think there's much else that has to be talked about this week. You guys got anything? Um, I, mean, I think there is what I'm looking one uh, thing, the Deadpool three stuff. No. There's been, Oh, okay. Yeah. You do. There's it. been a, a slew of videos coming from Ryan Reynolds and, and Hugh Jackman, um, because they have announced in one of the funniest ways I've seen in a little while, um, that Hugh Jackman will be reprising his role as Wolverine one last time, even though he said he's done, uh, one last time for Deadpool three. It looks like they might be kind of leaning towards like a buddy comedy. And if you know the relationship between Deadpool and Wolverine, you know that that's not the case. Wolverine hates the fuck out of <laughs> out of Wade Wilson. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, we haven't seen these two together since fucking uh, the Wolverine Origins abortion. Oh, God, that was bad. Yeah. So this that is has, exciting. That has it has good parts. I mean, it's got nope. Gambit. Gambit is in it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, but they also that butchered nope. Gambit, which makes yep. me unhappy. They butchered Gambit, they butchered Deadpool. The whole movie sucks. Like, because Gambit is my favorite X-Men. And... Sabretooth was even bad. Ugh. All right. Okay, you guys have convinced me that movie's crap and garbage. It's, it's just bad. straight garbage. All right. It's bad, bad. You win. Um, I'm really excited to see Hugh Jackman come back for Deadpool 3, for sure. This is going to be a, a, a must-watch. Yeah. Especially because Deadpool, the Deadpool movies are the, like the few marvel movies i actually give a shit about and i mean go check out ryan reynolds and hugh jackman's twitters because like i said they've been dropping videos to 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 spoil this to announce this and they're they're funny they're they're funny in the way that that only ryan reynolds can achieve he's he's fucking hilarious have you started welcome to rexham yet david no you should because ryan reynolds is a fucking gem in it <laughs> Um, yeah, check that out and get pumped for Deadpool three with huge Ackman, huge Ackman. All right. Well, somehow we've hit almost 50 minutes here. So, uh, because it's, it's an episode that I'm on and every single episode I'm on, we can tangent for 20 minutes. We go long, baby. Nothing wrong with that. I I make, I make you guys go long. Nice. Like in the penis. What? No, no, you don't tell me. No. I mean, you do what you want to do, okay? I'm not going to judge you. Good. That's not my intention. All right, fair enough. You well, everyone, <laughs> Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Sure. Uh, thanks for sitting in. We, we, we really appreciate it. We, we should all be back next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to check us out at uh, our website, greenmushroommedia.com. Join our Discord and chat with us about movies and games and all of that other stuff. Check out our other shows, Green Mushroom Gaming. Uh, it's called Soccer Here. And that's it. Those are the other two shows we have. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter. And uh, if you really love these shows, join us as a patron through our Patreon. Give us $5 a month, please. And we can continue making these sweet, sweet shows. And with that, we'll be back next week. 